0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's SSA.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet.
0: Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more.
2: Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback Four podcast for this Sunday night with the LFC Day Trippers. This show is brought to you by Tayrock Watches, Tayrock.com. The link is in the description if you want to go and have a look at them. Uh, watches, timepieces, as people called it, last week timepieces for men and women, jewelry, and gifts. They have sent us some gifts, um, and we're going to show you them later on. But as I said, it's in the description. And also, if you if you put in Day Trippers fifteen with any order, you will get four to fifteen percent off. So um, they're looking. After you as well as us. Um, West Ham won. Liverpool 3. Um, the second 3-1 of the week for Liverpool in London. This time on the east end of it. Then what's his Um But we Liverpool went into this one looking to build on a win against Tottenham. Some results again went for Liverpool um, in the league over the weekend. And with me I have got Grizz. I've got Keith and I've got Jamie home um, to talk about this. Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. It's great to see you. You look great. Um, as always, um, we always start with the team, Grizz. And listen, don't even attempt to tell me no, that you expected that team.
3: I'm not. I'm not. I can't. I can't. How can I lie to you? You got well, you do idea. it loads of times. No, no, I can't. I can't because because I expressed my sadness in the group, and I can't. Got no, I did. I did, and I explained it to you that I wasn't doubting my club. I wasn't doubting my manager. I wasn't doubting anything of that sort. I was just sad to see the amount of injuries that we've got going into a season where we should be going back to back. And we're by far, in my humble opinion, the best team in the world and the, definitely the best team in the country. But but with the injuries and, and then just even going into this game, sort of we find out that Mane's injured now. And then Bobby had a slight knock, so he's (coughs) devoted to the bench. So, look, I was sad at the start. I wasn't doubting anything or anything like that. I was sad. You know, and then you see the the replacements of those players being Divock Origi. I got a bit more sadder. And it happens. It's normal, guys. It's normal. It's absolutely normal. But, you know, this club is what it is how it is, why it is, that just showed tonight what it is, why we love this club, and why we're were crazy fucking mad about it. And again, 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 for me, personally, I don't know about you guys, and I'm sure you're going to give your opinion once I finish, but for me, today, Gav, that was the best performance, taking all things into consideration of the season so far. When I say taking into consideration that seven or eight, I think, first-team players missing... Seven, eight. We're not talking a couple players missing, seven, eight first team players missing. We're on the back of playing Spurs 72 hours ago. We've got to go with the same midfield of Genie, who's not um Gini who's played every single minute, Tiago, who's not as young as he used to be, and Milner who's, you know, literally, you know, literally just taking oxygen after every game to keep going. And we've gone to a team that's flying, six wins in a row. Um, Everyone talking about how th- Antonio and Cole were going to terrorise Henderson and Phillips. I, for me, it's the best performance of the season. And I'm so proud to be a Liverpool fan tonight.
1: Yes, great, go on, nah, lad. Love he's that. flying,
2: isn't he? He's absolutely <laughs> flying. Uh, well, I'll bring him down a peg or with the end, don't worry. Uh, Paul Garmley says, isn't it mad how Liverpool real air Um, Yeah, because Jamie, I'll come to you. <laughs> Following the Spurs game the other night, we were all, um, you know, just going, we were all loving what Liverpool done against Spurs the other night. I thought they dominated Spurs from start to finish. I thought 3-1 flattered Spurs. And I thought the way we played looked, and, and Klopp said it afterwards, it looked like more like Liverpool that, that you're, you come used to. Did the meal change for you, Jamie, before the game? Because, you know... Allison's in gold. You've got Trent. You've got Robbo. You know Hendo's playing. He puts Phillips in. And then you have, you have Winaldo Milner playing another game. That's three games in seven days. I think full 90s. Um, well, not full 90 today, but, um, like it's still three games in seven days. You have, of course, Mane doesn't make it. Firmino, um, doesn't make it. Well, he's on, he's on the bench. You end up with a and shakiri where you a bit. God, oh, you kind of wanted the same team out there after after midweek because it's, it was a real chance to start get, gathering some momentum, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think the biggest one that I was surprised with was probably Bobby Firmino um, because I think Bobby's been the one where, you know, I thought he was fantastic in, in Spurs. I think that's, you know, the, the the best version of Bobby Firmino that you could wish to see. So for him then not to have the ability to to kick on again today surprised me. Um, what I would say is, I noticed a change in this Liverpool team when we played Manchester United now. I know the result wasn't there for mm-hmm. us yeah. but you could you could see a lot from the performance that said to me, hold on, something's changing here. There was a little bit of intensity um, I, and, and do you know who I'm going to give a lot of credit? James Milner. James Milner came into that Liverpool team against Manchester United, got about the pitch, was aggressive, had a little bit of bite in there, um, looked, The goals, I'm not going to go into Manchester United too much, but you can, you can pinpoint what the goals were caused by. But from an attacking sense, Liverpool looked like they were starting to build again. Then you see us against Spurs and it was like the Liverpool. I don't want to say Liverpool of old because we never really went away. We just had, you know, a little, a couple of problems to solve over a few games. I think you're now starting to see that this team is, is, is coming back, uh, coming back into the conversation. I think you look at the spine of that team today. Jordan Henderson was was absolutely immense. Um you know I think Phillips deserves huge credit for what he did. Uh, I think he was superb. Everything that he did, uh, he was aggressive. He he knows his level. He's not going to try and be a ball playing center back. What he does is defend and he he defends well. I think he was massively helped by having the leadership of Henderson alongside him. But I just think you're starting to see the big players show up again now, Gav. I think Trent, not only offensively and how he's playing the ball, he's brave, but defensively, I think his shape is a lot better. I think Mo Salah showed today why he's one of the world's best strikers. Um, I just think there's, there's so much promise about this Liverpool team, particularly now when you look at the players that we've still got to come back. I think they've been annoyed by some of the things that's been said in the press. A lot of people have been quick to write them off and I think you're starting to see this team now starting to answer some of those questions.
2: It's interesting, um, Asim Mamoud says, great win. He feels the diamond helped us control the game and then Jones changed the game when he carried the ball beyond the lines. PS Salah is back. It's interesting you mentioned Milner because I think you're right. I think you have, we did see something on Manchester. You know, the result didn't go away, but we did see something in a game that started to look a bit more like us. And, and the one thing you'll say for Milner, you know, does he cover, does he cover the ground as fast as he used to? You know, we can go on about this. He's 35 odd years of age now, whatever, but he, he's, he has got an intensity about him, but he, he, he smashes balls at people when he's passing them. They're not passed to you yet, nice and easy. he, he he bashes balls into. He makes you. He makes you think. He makes you be on your toes. And I think, you know, that looked like it was coming back against United and and, and against Wolves and and again today. But like overall, the lineup. I was. I'm going to be honest. I was pff, fucking healthy, Vakarigi. Um, and I, I was okay with Shakiri because he's been he's been in the team. He he was out there for midweek. He was back in again. I was okay with that. Um, the Phillips one. Not overly worried. I think he had a, he had a decent forty-five against Spurs, but. I, I was, I was, I'm with you. I, I really wanted Firmino on the pitch. I'd, I'd made peace with Manny, he wouldn't be there, but I wanted, I wanted Firmino on the pitch because I felt he'd be, he would have been key to, um, to unlock, unlocking a lot of, of what, a West Ham defence have been decent, but Firmino can be the difference. Keith, what were you like? Were you, were you a bit, you weren't, weren't you? Like, you were up in the clouds. You, you fucking thought it was a great 11.
0: No, do you know what? Right, Divock, <laughs> is the, you know, Divock is the one that that sort of had us all scratching our heads, right? When Whenever you see Divock come into the team now, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake, Divock, he, he doesn't run. He doesn't move. He, he's a big, poorly centre-forward who can't bore anyone off the ball. He's a big, poorly winger who gets upended by full-backs. And I just don't see, you know, Shaqiri was running around like a, a blue-arse fly trying to pressed them when the defenders had the ball and Shkiri was, uh, Irigi was just standing there. So he was the frustrating one, but I thought he picked her up in the second half. To be honest, I thought he was better second half. Um, but the, the lineup itself, we all knew what the defense was going to be, right? So there was no surprises there. The midfield, I agree with what Jamie has said. Um, James Milner coming into that team. And I thought James Milner's best days were beyond them. Now, I thought we'd start to seen him phased out and that we wouldn't be seeing him making an impact. But he's come in in but the
1: t- last few in the middle, key think yeah. well. I think, as I well. Think I think he's done well at fullback. I think it was Leicester. He was fizzing balls in, but in midfield, it's it's a lot to ask a Liverpool midfield for a, for a lad of his age.
0: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. He, and he's doing brilliant. And Stefan Mack puts a good point in the chat there. Divock was in for his height. And look, we all know that's... It's the only reason he stayed on as long as well was because of his aerial threat. Not that he really offers much protection or anything like that in the air, but he's, he's we don't have many tall players. But to see them going, as um, the the comment said about the four the 442 diamond, it was an interesting. It, I'd love to see that 442 diamond played more often with Bobby. different personnel, yeah, yeah, with with Mo and Bobby. Or, our uh many or Jota when he comes back. You know, I think it's a we we've said maybe teams are sussed us out with the 4-3-3 a bit. Well it just throw something a bit extra at them. You know, you can put Bobby in the security role even drop him into the midfield. You know, there's there's a few connotations you can do with that. So look we were we were all shocked. Even even those clouds men were shocked with the, the Divock inclusion But he you know, he he was anonymous. Not anonymous, he, he wasn't great in the first half, but he did improve in the second half, to be fair to him. Yeah. We could slate him, but he did improve.
2: Yeah, um, Ramos Khalil says, amazing performance from the lads, especially in the second half. Mo showing us a bit of his magic. Jones with an instant impact. Any thoughts on Ben Davis. We will talk about the centre-half stuff towards towards the end of the show. We're not giving it an hour like we did last week, I promise. Um, but we will we will absolutely talk about it. Kieran Thorne says, that performance, and this is a good one, that performance today was reminiscent of us at our best last season. Total patience and played like we were the best team in Europe. Grizz, that's a fair point because getting into the game you know, we are looking at we are looking at, at um Antonio, um, the lad on the right wing whose name escapes me, who's um Bowden, is it? Bone. Yeah, Bone, bone, bone. Yeah. bone, sorry, Bone. Um he's very decent. You know, they were talking about Cresswell's delivery, uh, Royce, most overrated footballer in the Premier League yeah. but in, in in the midfield for them. Um Suchek. Yeah, Sucek was built up. And in fairness, Sucek's really, really good offset pieces, but but Grizz, I I genuinely we we spoke about this during the week and I thought West Ham would sit and look to break on us and I was a bit worried about that because I think we, we're usually suited to that but not with the defence we have at the moment but I have to be I have to say I thought we dealt with them excellently and and that point Kieran Tom makes about us being patient I thought was a really really good one
3: um, Absolutely controlled them from the very first minute Uh. It's very difficult to sort of talk up a good game against Liverpool all week. So all these teams that we hear about sort of coming to play Liverpool and, and you hear their fan bases or maybe even their coaches talking about, well, you know, like Moyes was talking about beforehand, like, well, last season we were languishing near the bottom of the table and Liverpool were flying. So it was a different scenario, whereas this, we're going into six wins in a row and, and they're struggling a bit with defensive issues. You know? So we'll give it a good goal. But once that kickoff, um, once that kick, uh, the ball kicks off and and um, <laughs> you try to get the ball off us when we're really zipping it about, <coughs> those conditions suited us as well. Um, I thought the control in midfield was absolutely key to this game. We starved them off any possession to try to oh. find Antonio on the break. And that was the key. Um, did you say, who who just made that comment about uh, patience? Kieran Thorne.
2: Kieran Thorne, yeah. yeah.
3: Kieran Thorne uh, just made that comment about patience and hes spot on. it so reminded me of last season in terms of control, control, keep working them, keep working them and by the second half they were shattered lads. they were fucking shattered. They had so much chasing to do in that first half and Gini, uh Gini, Thiago Tiago and Milner and Shakiri and Shakiri to a, to a certain degree were key to that. I thought the way they moved the ball around and just kept kept it away from them, kept it away from them. We didn't overcommit in that first half as well. And that's why, because, we, you know, we, you know, Trent, uh, sorry, Robertson was a slightly less uh, overlapping uh, than usual. But just to control proceedings, you know, just absolutely. He's, he knows he's playing alongside Henderson, who's third, fourth game there now. Phillips, who's, you know, sort of everyone's building up to sort of get terrorised by Antonio. Well, I didn't see that. I did not see that at all. Okay. Trent was... So, so normally they take sort of normally... Normally Robertson, Robertson's the one that overlaps, whereas Trent plays from a deeper position and, and passes it around as a playmaker. I saw a slight change this time. Because Salah was inverted far more, Uh Trent, I, I thought, was far more attacking than Robertson. But it was a plan that worked. It was a plan that I don't think... Moyes and West Ham were ready for. Uh, it suited our players. Um, you know, some people were saying Shakiri was playing as a false nine. I don't think he was. I think he was just playing as a 10, you know, literally as a 10. I don't think he made any runs.
1: I a think, I, think nine. I made reference to it because he Klopp turned around and said that at one point it was meant to be Thiago and Shaq as a double 10. Um And uh, th- the plan go. originally was to to get Thiago as high up the pitch as possible. But I think if yeah. you actually look, what surprised me that the average positions of the players, I think it was actually Milner that was the only one, particularly in the first half, that was looking to break the line and go in beyond. And supposedly he was have, meant to have a tight hamstring going into that game. So he he hit, stop running, let the others do
3: it. And I, he was still... That was absolutely spot on because I mentioned James Milner with those runs, even against Man United and Spurs. He was the one midfielder that was actually making runs and supporting the front lads and it's a deterrent, it's a, it's another option. It gives strikers and forwards more options, more space, another person, another body to deal with. And well, the intelligence of the it's not just his energy. People talk about James Milner's energy and you know his never say die attitude. It's his bloody football intelligence, know when to make those runs. Um I thought that yeah, as, as I said that the control in that first half or the opening 20-30 minutes gav was was very much like last season. Very much.
2: Free World wants me to pause the podcast, go off and ring the police and check um, and report uh, the missing Man United fans that were in the chat here last week. Um, You know where they've gone, bud. You know where they've gone. Chris Brack says he loved Tyler and Neville digging themselves a hole. Playing LFC down and employing Thiago was an issue. As soon as we went in front, they flipped. (laughs) I don't know why I listen to these people. I really don't. I I really can't. There's a lot of people saying that the chat is freezing on them or it's pausing on them. Um, If you are having problems with YouTube, we have done nothing different tonight than we than we do any other night. So if you are having an issue, what I would suggest is come out of YouTube. If you, are you know, close down the app, wherever it might be, you know, force stop it, whatever you need to do, and go back in because we have done, um, we have done nothing different tonight. so it's obviously a problem at YouTube's end. Um, Musa LFC says three games in a row. He started at, at 35 I love him. Obviously, in in relation to James Milner, and listen, he he's been excellent. He really has, and um I'd have him in against City I really would I'd probably take him out against Brighton I think it's one game too far but we'll have to wait and see we've done this to West Ham before though we've done this 4-2-2-2 before at West Ham. And I think it might have been the one where we went four one. You remember the one where Salah runs the length of the or Mane and Salah runs the length of the pitch? Uh, and and sure, Ox is involved that day and we it really turned into a 4 2 2 2 and we we um we tore them apart. What so point? it's obviously something that we've we've looked at and think we can get at West Ham in that way as well. I don't know if Moyes was the manager at that time as well, but um it's it's something we have done to West Ham before. I think what it does is they're looking for their fullbacks to get forward, but I think what happens is when we go so narrow, the fullbacks have to stay a little bit narrow to protect their centre backs, and it gives room to where fullbacks to go and do what they want to do. And, and it worked really, really well today. Um the, the the first half, you know, it progresses and and to be honest with you, like I Jamie, I was a bit wary. I, I'm always like this when Liverpool are playing teams, and they are being, you know, they're being Liverpool have been solid. They're being patient. They're walking the ball. They're getting the odd chance. They're giving the, the odd chance away as well. But I'm always a bit wary that you can get that sucker punch and you go win one nil down and you're kind of shaking your head going, how the fuck did that happen? But, but it gets to half time. And when it gets there, are you thinking, oh, we need a change here? We need, because although we're in. Con- fairly well in control, something, a bit of magic, something has to come from somewhere. Was that your thinking at time?
1: Yeah, it, it was a mix, really. I, I looked at the first half and, and I thought in possession, I thought we moved the ball well. I thought well, probably the, the, the main issues we were facing, I think Origi wasn't offering us enough. Um, I don't think he was running in behind. I don't think he was holding the ball up. I, I don't think he was doing much of, of anything, to be honest. So a lot of the the build-up was good until it reached him and then it broke down. We also then, other than Milner, we didn't really have uh, midfielders looking to to break and beyond. So we'd get to a point and we'd we'd just seem to pass sideways. So it was either a mix of Klopp getting a minute at half-time, and, and you know I have huge faith in, in Klopp's half-time team talks. He usually will pick one or two things and, and we come out a different side. I I felt if we just moved a little bit the ball a little bit quicker and more direct, look to play through the lines, get turned quickly. I felt we would be okay. I, I thought it was a matter of time before Firmino came on for Origi. and um, that was the change. I think everybody was kind of waiting for whether it was going to. He, he loves his changes around sixty-five minutes. I had in my head the two I'd have made were were, were the two that we saw Curtis Jones coming on because I actually think he's another one. If you look since United. break out of the team has done him wonders. I think he's come back into the side. Um, you know, even playing on the left, I think he, he offered a different threat when playing against United. I thought you for a lad his age, his composure, his ability to keep the ball, his ability to drive at people, um, I just thought it was a real nice change, change to make. Um so I look, I, I just think at this time, this Liverpool team, the way that they're starting to build a little bit of momentum, it's just like they've got their swagger back. Um, and, and I think they would have found a way to solve that problem. And I think it was, uh, was it Kieran Thorne who, who mentioned the patience? I think when you're going to play against a team of this nature, you want to sit in, you've got to stay patient. You've, you, you don't start having pop shots from 40 yards. That's usually a telltale sign. You're getting frustrated. Be patient, move the ball quickly and be brave. And Liverpool started to do that in abundance and, and scored some of the, the most uh, fantastic t- counter-attacking goals I think I've seen in in, in the last 10, 15 years, there was some breathtaking stuff.
2: Yeah, I've, I've tried to get past the first half as quick as I could, because I want to get to these goals. <laughs> before, <laughs> before, we switch, on,
0: uh, yeah. before we move on, can I just say, right, really, about the first half, people are, you know, oh, nothing happened, nothing happened. I think that plays down how good Liverpool were in the first half without creating any chances, because all we heard in the lead-up to this game was yeah. West Ham are going to do this, West Ham are going to do that. Don't give them a free kick, don't give them a set piece. They're going to... Get them in the air. They're going to do what West Ham are going to do. Liverpool dominated them. West Ham didn't get a sniff. Now, we didn't create any chances. And I know that's, you know, that's what gets the goals. But I think it plays down how good Liverpool were in the the midfield. Certainly, I think, dominated the West Ham players and they didn't get their players into the game at all. Sue checked on nothing. They didn't get Declan Rice was pony as he usually is and the players behind the Michael Antonio who gets made out to be um the Brazilian Ronaldo at times when that's he's Chris, not. You know Chris, what I mean? That's yeah, only bro. when I
3: kept to him in my yeah. FPL he usually is so relaxed. Don't about get Antonio. me wrong he's, he's <laughs> a Antonio and he's caused those
0: problems. But it the way it was made out to be was Liverpool were going to be battered by Antonio today. And that Phillips had him in his pocket. And the first half we done such a good job dominating them in the first half that they that took them totally out of their stride. Never mind, you know, us not do it. It didn't let them play their game. And I-
2: before we moved on i i i think it took a lot out of them i i really yeah. do because I, I i genuinely was expecting time. yeah yeah i do in the, in the that first half did because i was genuinely expecting keep them to come with they were going to look for um bone they were going to look for antonio right and they'd sit back No, i'm not talking edge of the box stuff but they were going to be very compact and look to hit the right wing or the channel the left channel for antonio um their left channel there right and i thought that that they felt that that might be their way home in it. And I just think the way they were, like you're right, they kind of took a bit of belief out West Ham. They made, made sure they ran and ran and ran. And, and I think you That's see exactly it. Exactly what we've done. Yeah. And, and at the start of the second half, you see it because Rice gets booked, Sucek gets booked. They're all booked very early in the second half. It's like, it's like they, they, they lose their, discipline a little bit because they're chasing and they're, you know, they're being constantly moved around the pitch and them bookings are big because it opens it up where Suchek can't touch it now Royce can't touch it now and the, that's the middle of the park, that's the middle of the park so if you want to play more football in around there, and take a few more risks, you can't you know because is, if, if they
1: don't, it, 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 they can't touch it, yeah go on Jamie. Do you, do you know what it is that second half performance doesn't happen without the first and it's, it's, the, it's the mental break so Liverpool move the ball, move the ball, move the ball West Ham, although it looks c- c- kind of easy for Liverpool, West Ham are constantly switched on. They don't get a mental break. They know one break in their setup, up and, li- and Liverpool are in, so they're constantly moving, constantly talking. And then when they do get the ball, you could see they were like, oh, shit, what do we do with it now? And they look to clip it long and we'd get the ball and recycle. And it was constant pressure, constant pressure. And I think you're dead right. Their, their legs ultimately fell off in the second half. It was it was com- complete and utter domination. And one thing to call out, because I-, I think Gris touched on it before, the reason we were able to get that platform is a big part due to Ginny Wijnaldum, who I think in the six, since Klopp made the, the slight change for Manchester United, and he deserves a lot of credit, not only Ginny Wijnaldum, but also Klopp for making the change. Because I think <laughs> you know, we've a lot's been said when we lose Henderson and Fabinho out of the middle, we don't look the same side. He's been able to kind of fall upon Milner with a bit of bite, experience, drive. Tiago is now further up the pitch so he can influence and bring the attackers in more, which is where we want to see him. But Ginny Wijnaldum's ability to move his body and keep the ball when pressed, I think it's fair to say that's probably Henderson's weakness when in the six when he's pressed. Fabino is also excellent at it. Ginny Wijnaldum now has stepped in and looks like a specialist number six for me. He's been I- super...
3: I completely agree with you. And he's been absolutely sensational at the number six. And We both discussed agree, it. Chris. We both you know, agree dis- it's the best position, we- don't we? we? We've discussed it in private as well. But this is the thing where I'm going to slightly, maybe it's to some people it might be, I'm having a dig at Genie. See, the difference with him going to that number six, what's this enabled us to do is our build-up is being, is so less predictable now with the other two lads. Tiago makes the build-up play, Totally unpredictable. Whereas Genie was brilliant at recycling it out to the fullbacks, fullbacks cross, crossing in. This time round, uh, the passing and control and the build-up play is, was far, far less predictable since Gini's gone at the six. Now, yes, of course, he's got his, his strength and he's an absolute monster. And he's a revelation at that six. I, as, as I've said, and Gav, I know you agree as well. That's his position for me in this Liverpool side when Fabinho's not there. Which which may be the case for for the rest remainder of the season, but I just think it makes also adds to the to the rest of the play, especially in the build up. Let's not forget. Do you remember Trent was accused of cross after cross after cross in previous games? Just all he was doing was getting the ball from Ginny and then just whipping it in. Well, someone sent me a text saying uh, Liverpool attempted eight crosses today in the mm. whole of 90 minutes yeah. as opposed to three weeks ago when when trent done 19 himself so yeah. we just varied the way it's totally different way of building up
2: it yeah, is. Absolutely. And, uh, but, but a lot of that for me is down to confidence and being it, being, t- being taken more risks in the final tour. Liverpool were going through a confidence, a crisis of confidence. And, and the easiest thing to do is put the ball out wide and get it in the box and hope something happens. Whereas yeah. now what you're seeing is you're seeing Firmino drop in. You're seeing security when he plays drop in. You're seeing Jones pick it up and run at people. You're seeing Genie do with the odd time. Um, you know, it, there's one goal there. There's one goal there today with Jordan Henderson is the closest man to the goal scorer. You know, Jordan Henderson is playing centre back for Liverpool today this is the risk that they're willing to take it's like the the shackles have come off a little bit and probably in defiance of people having a go over the last month but that is, I think, is a huge, huge part of it. The, the risks are willing to take in the final tour now. And it may be a case of, because Thiago's there, because Thiago's going, I'm not playing a simple ball to you six yards. It's not happening. I will spin one in behind for you if you want to chase, but I'm not fucking playing this this game oh, that God. you want to
1: play. Uh, can I say about his, his pass for Origi before we move on to <laughs> yeah. the second half? Yeah. Oh, lads, if we'd have scored that, I think that would have been it for me. That would have been yeah, my Christmas with birthday presents in one. Yeah. What a pass that was.
2: Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And, and that, that's where it comes back to what Grizz has said. It's, it's that different approach that we have. And we've all said it before, before, and when he signed, he brings a different dimension to us. And we'll even see more of that when, when we get players back and you start to see an actual oh. proper Liverpool 11. It'll be unbelievable. Oh. Um, I have to read Finally. this out. Kieran Thorne says, and I'm with you on this, Kieran, he says, Watch the game with no crowd noise. Hope to God there's another Henderson voice video. All I could hear was him praising the midfield three passing. Them videos annoy loads of people and um, I love them. I absolutely love them um, because the best thing for me is that Henderson never touches the ball in them, ever. He just shouts loads of stuff, runs around, tells people they're great and I think it's amazing. John Nightingale says, Grizz, are you okay for watches there, fella? Um, yeah, well, Grizz did get, get a present. That. He did get a present off Tayrock and... Um, he just—if I bought him another one now, he'd wear three. He would. He's, yeah. ju- he's just um, around his neck like live, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He's he's ba. Um, he's getting there. But lads, into the second half, I've spoken about the bookings for West Ham and, and stuff like that, and we got one nil up through Mo Salah and Keith. We've spoken about this loads, you know, ever since Mo Salah bangs that winning against Chelsea at Anfield the season before last. Now, yeah. um. You know, we're going, oh, he's going to do that every week now, isn't he? But today, there was something about that one today where it's Cresswell, I think he faces up and Cresswell is terrified of him dropping the shoulder and going outside him and boring him and lets him come in and lets him come in and lets him come in and, come in, and then bang, he puts one in the top corner and it was a brilliant finish, wasn't it? And we needed it. We, we really, really needed it.
0: Yeah, because you can, pull, you can dominate the ball, dominate the ball as much as you want. And we've done that in games and had nothing to show for it. But for Mo to get that, he's he's in good form now. You know, it's not just that he's scoring goals, he's scoring good goals and he's playing a lot better as well. And that's a that's a typical Mo Salah finish, that one. Um I was delighted to see that one uh, go in because it's one in his fourth season, he was doing this splitting and every week nearly, he was getting it, pushing it out and hitting them into the top corner. And it sort of died away. People have copped onto it. But not only have people copped onto it, his execution of it hasn't been great. You know, if I'm being honest, he's not hitting them very well. But that one was a cracker. And it was one that, as you say, it was a good move, you know, it was good. um, it's, It's Curtis Jones, isn't it? That drives at them. He's only on the pitch and, it, you know, it, it's a good move all around. Does, does the incident then where Millie's not happy that he's got the curly finger and then uh, breaking a shitty laugh from a club then when it goes in. <laughs> you know, it, it was just a, it was, it was what Liverpool deserved. It was no less than we deserved. But, but even deserved. that substitution was significant. Yeah.
3: Very significant. Especially with the comments afterwards. Um, I don't know if we've discussed them or we haven't. Where clubs t- supposedly have said to James Milner do less running now and start working the ball more. Because like we've discussed, West Ham were out of it on their feet by the 60th minute because literally we've kept the ball from them for that amount of time that they're chasing, chasing, chasing. And just like the rest of the Premier League teams, they've had to play every two, three days as well now. And not many squads or not many teams can handle it. And this is why there should be more respect on our name because we're doing this fuck, you know, we're doing this with our squad bare bare bones. And that's well, why so I think that Curtis Jones was substitution was very crucial.
2: Well, um United Central, I think he's your mate, Chris. Um
3: oh, Said <laughs> so, so, so,
2: A. So before um before I read this out, um Said came in and lashed you over here last week, um, in an absolute attack from behind. Um but he's but today he says um he says, Liverpool are back, lol, until next week. What would you like to say to Saeed, Chris?
3: No, I'm, I'm happy. Look, first and foremost, thank you for the super chat. Absolute gentleman of a guy. Um, but look, Saeed, Saeed's entitled to sort of, um, you know, say these kind Lovely, of things. They've, their season's over. Right, let's get it
2: straight.
3: They won the title in January. You know, yeah. their season's over. It really it's all about last. having digs. It's back to Liverpool digs now, isn't it? And and that yeah. shows you, like, sort of
0: the levels of the two it, teams. You know well. your fans are back to support and see you now, aren't
3: they? Exactly, exactly. But thank yeah. you for the super chat. Lol.
0: Yeah.
2: Blue me on, <laughs> on the Spotify from early early doors next Sunday, I reckon. Um, Jamie, I'm going to give you the second goal, right? And it's a shame that we could, we can could only give it to one person. But here we go. West Ham have a corner. It's headed out by Andy Robertson, I think. Um, and then it, it lands at Trent and then all hell breaks loose. What a fucking goal that was.
1: I, I watched it back before. It made me so much it back with me before. Uh, like we were sat down and it, like it, they didn't even have to take a second touch to steady themselves. Trent absolutely laces it. If you watch Shakiri, he doesn't take a touch. He just yeah. whips it first time. Yeah. So there's two touches of the ball. And then Mo, like, I, do you know his first touch? The only other touch I can remember that was slightly better or equally as brilliant, whichever way you want to put it, was, um, uh Louis suarez against newcastle in that yes. uh the ball's come over from a from a distance he had and no league, room yeah. there he had to stop it dead on a wet day if he if that bobbled a little bit more the keeper comes in and sweeps it the the touch and the composure like that is like as i said before that is genuinely and i know i like to get over excited when it comes to to liverpool but that is one of the most no, you're, breathtaking, breathtaking. you're allowed to do you're allowed it honestly that is one of the most breathtaking counterattacking goals like, it's, you can't defend that. Um, you can't defend that. And you, <laughs> That's brilliant.
0: <laughs> sorry, ma- yeah, sorry. Yeah, Just right while,
2: while, while Jamie while Jamie sorts himself out there, uh, Mohammed says the best 15 seconds ever, even better than the first night of my honeymoon. Um, I tell
3: you what, but, I didn't realise you were going to highlight that now. Oh, well, tell listen, it's
2: up there okay now, brother. Just um, don't let the wife say it. It's all right. What what happens in here? We don't tell anybody. It's okay. Nah. Nah, B- but Jamie, it was it end. was just you, but you say about the touch, right? And and I get it's it's Suarez Newcastle 13 14 that you're talking about. Um But you, you know the comparisons you get with Salah and Messi and the goal scoring records, I thought that had Messi written all over it. the the, the way he kills it and then just doesn't even shoot. He just lifted it as if to go. Yeah, I'm just putting it there.
1: If that was messy, that would be on loop and people would be talking about it for for, for weeks on end. It was a breathtaking piece of individual brilliance from him. And I think I've seen a stat now. Don't quote me. Or actually, if Chris Brack is in the comments, I'm sure he'll he'll correct me because he'll know the answer. But I think Mo Salah is now 19 goals behind. Ryan Giggs to break the all-time record, Premier League record for goals as a winger. Bear in mind Correct. that Ryan Giggs played twenty seasons, so that just puts into perspective how good what this fella has been doing on a consistent yeah. basis. I think it's 20, 20 goals four seasons in a row. Now he's not even a, he's not even an out and out striker. Like no, right, the, just- the moments of brilliance that that guy can produce. He's, he's, he's a breathtaking footballer who doesn't get half the credit that he should a couple of a couple of people in the chat and I think I think Graeme
3: Souness pointed it out
2: and, God I thought um, you I thought you were going to say Graeme Souness was in the chat well missing David Moyes someone pointed that out yeah. as well Um oh, just the night we need David Moyes
3: back in the chat but yeah. um, but Graeme Souness and a couple of lads uh, in, the, in the chat have, have pointed out the way and the manner he controlled it Jamie he didn't control it with the instep or the outstep of his left. Because normally, in a true Absolutely. Because normally, what Mo does is controls it with his outside of his left foot when the ball's coming from the left-hand side, right? But he couldn't because, as you said, he had to have it ready for him for the next touch to be a poke or a shot into the goal. So what he does, he kind of like basketballs it <laughs> sort of with his, with the sole of his foot and kills it dead and it's instant finish with his right foot. Oh, Sorry, the same foot Absolute cold, but it shows you the level or the state of his mind by that. Gav touched upon the confidence our team had in that foot fir- in the first half to play that football, to keep keep patient, and it all comes with confidence, confidence, confidence. But that shows you the state of mind because a lot of people were putting pressure on Salah. He hasn't scored, he looks out of sorts. He's looking, you know, he's, he's, he's dropped his down tools. We had all these kind of things. But that just shows you the state of his mind in that game. And he spoke about it afterwards, the responsibility that no Bobby, no Mane, you know, it's, it's all about him. And mm. my God, does he rise to the occasion near enough every single time.
2: He's unbelievable. Uh, Marcus Barnes says, Paul Joyce reporting, we are trying for Coletta Carr, who's the Marseille centre-back. <laughs> Chris, um, Chris Kahn
3: reported before that.
2: And uh, Chris Kahn did tell us about this earlier. A.A. Um, Arm says, and thanks for the super chat again, uh, rumours that we will bring in two centre-backs tomorrow. We will get the centre-backs, I promise. We will get the centre-backs. Um, ben Davis from Preston is the other one that's being linked. Um, Don't. Yeah. Don't. Um, but look, we, we it, it's 2-0. Keith, um, I have to let you have your say on this one because it's just a majestic it's a majestic goal and um, I'm going to be honest with you I don't listen to Tyler and Neville I don't know what the reaction was to it um, <clears throat> because I watch it elsewhere but like I don't know like did, did Neville do even do a, like a big oh, oh like he's done for nope. fucking tap-ins for United no he
0: didn't do anything <laughs> no None of that. No, nah, nah, there's a few audible groans when um, West Ham were nearly getting in, you know, apart from that, we didn't get much of the, the, um, the, the sort of show you'd get when it's against Liverpool, but look, they, they are what they are, they're, they're horrendous, they're horrific. On commentary, the pair of getting them. I don't care what anyone says. They are getting worse, Jamie. And people can say, "Oh, they're not. They're, they're not um, against Liverpool." Martin Toiler. I'm not saying he's a Manchester United fan, but he is not a Liverpool fan, by Any stretch of the imagination. And his commentary on Liverpool games is fucking disgraceful. But on that goal, like, a special mention to Shaq's ball in there because. That was an absolute dinger. <laughs> I thought he hits it so high. I'm like, God, oh, that's a blatant awful ball. And it just drops because for Mo to be able to control that on the, under on them conditions, that ball has to just come out of the squares and drop on your foot. Do you know what I mean? It has to be the, it's Mo's touch is excellent, but the pass uh, helped them as well, you know, and, and Shaqiri is a player that doesn't get much credit. His role in that, that goal is one of the best if not the best counter-attacking goal I've seen in the Premier League. It, Manchester United scored one when I think it was Park or something, Park G's son against Arsenal. Ronaldo and Rione I think are the they, same thing. Arsenal had a corner and United broke and, and went up and scored. That goal is, is even better in my opinion because as I think it was Jamie alluded to Trent first time ball bang Shaqiri first time ball bang and the only one that has to take a touch is Mo and it's a touch from the gods that he takes <laughs> kills it with his foot, and then just flicks it with his left it's you know I had everything it's it's one of the best goals I think even the happened.
1: West Ham players apl- applauded at one point yeah. that
0: good? <laughs> yeah. Stephen
2: Max Stephen Mac says first player to hit 20 um, four seasons in a row since he in Russia Of course that is Mo Salah uh, Free World says uh, Martin Tyler was gushing at the mouth begrudgingly. Um Veranda Chia says Gary did praise the goal, saying it was fantastic. But there was no audible like stuff that you'd you'd no. hear. Um, uh, you know, for other goals that yeah. you, you know aren't Liverpool related. Yeah, no, and um, it's, it's
3: it's strange from Sky to have them on that kind of game. Gav, it's true. I mean, there is no passion and there is no love because naturally, look, it's it's very difficult for him to get excited about Liverpool coming back and United sort of season over. Do you know what I mean? And, and, you know, he's burning inside, he's hating inside. So it's a strange decision to have um, that, that sort of duo commenting on Liverpool games.
0: Now, don't get yeah. me wrong, you don't want like a carrot on there either, and, and somebody that's just gonna be pro Liverpool. All you want. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like Bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size
3: for $1.69, or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just. Come back tomorrow. But Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.
0: From a commentator is to be, you know, not be biased or to be fair. Guys, to have, have you listened yeah, to Ali
3: McQuist? Have you listened to Ali McCoyst is he's
1: amazing.
3: Brilliant. He's great, yeah. Oh, he's fucking
0: brilliant. Because he's, he's
1: amazing and he enjoys it. Absolutely. He's a drury and Ali McQuist. If I could pick two, that'd be my, my
2: yeah. duo. Yeah, he's abso- absolutely brilliant, Ali McCoist is. Um... But look, it's it's a fantastic goal, and and you're right, Keith. That ball is so is brilliant from security. But it's a case of the ball having to land where Salah is, rather than Salah going to control where the ball is going to land because of the conditions and and where it's coming from. But it, the finish is just. It's a real kind of fuck off goalkeeper. Well, you don't even bother. What are you even doing there? It was, it was so nonchalant, but it was so instinctive as well. He's very little time to think about it. And Salah's at his best, I think, when he's like that. Someone in the chat did say that pure pure instinct. And I think, I think that's a very, very, very good point. Um, and look, you know, it's, it's, it's 2 0, and you're saying, yeah, this is absolutely perfect. And like we all say in the group, we need a toward lads because West Ham can get one back, and you never know. 15 to go, you might get a bit of life into them or whatever it might be if they get one back. But, uh, Grizz, Liverpool go and make a three, and, um, this is another lovely walk goal. Firmino, um, into Oxlade Chamberlain gets a little flick back from him. And very unselfishly puts it across an album, But I did laugh at, at, um at the West Ham goalkeeper's attempt to save it. I tell you, go back and watch it. Just watch the goalkeeper. And um, it's It's, a big absolutely it's, it's <laughs> like, it's literally like the goalkeepers in FIFA 95. It was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but Ke- uh for Grizz, it was a, another brilliant goal, wasn't it? And it showed again the confidence coming back into the side because. If you look where Firmino gets that, Chris, three weeks ago, he 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 turns and looks for alexander arnold to give it to him and put it in the box. But this time, it's all about driving at the fences, right at the heart of them, and seeing what we can do.
3: It was the ultimate tick attacker goal. Where the where, where where initially when we get the ball, if you go back to the start of the move, it's absolutely just killing time. We're just contri- we're keeping the ball away from them and trying to see how long we can get keep the position for. So Thiago's playing a couple of wall passes with Milne, oh, sorry, Curtis Jones with the defenders, keeping the ball. And then suddenly we just quicken up the pace. And do you know what I really liked about the goal, apart from you know the bit at the end where the dummy and Firmino injects the pace, is Ox's injection of pace into it as Ox. Well. Because this is the fucking reason we bought Ox for, to do that kind of thing. And it just brought back memories of Fully fit, peak Oxley Chamberlain because he injects the f- he injects the first pace of the, in the move the the, the 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 quickness of the ball drives into it and then once Bobby gets hold of it you know Bobby's brain is so fast and he's thinking three moves ahead three passes ahead and usually you know or sometimes it doesn't come off but you know what he's trying to do um, I thought it was for me it was. I know Mo Salas was absolutely incredible and it got me off my seat and everything, but this one got me to sort of just smile to myself because I thought, well, you know, you talked about the goalkeeper being the the, the sort of, you know, how they how, how he is in those Subutio games. But I thought the football that we played was 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 Subutio level as well. It was fantastic. The the one touch, the intricacy around the box. What I was laughing at is they were asking Carl and Cole to sort of describe the intricacies and the deft touches. And I couldn't stop laughing. Like, imagine asking him to explain what happened in that movie. I mean, you didn't know oh, the defenders were tired by then and backing off. Oh, fuck off. Get back in your box. You can. That was absolutely <laughs> sublime. Honest to God, it was beautiful to watch. And, you know, Bobby, that's Bobby for you. Could have had a shot, pressure on him. To, Bobby doesn't score enough, but he still chose the better option, which was a tapping. And guess who was at the tap-in? Ginny Wanaldum, our number six, our deepest line midfielder, still has the energy to get into the box. Yeah, the, the, oh, the and the celebration is uh, the uh, Absolutely, yeah. Oh, we've got to say uh, TikTok goal. Yeah, that's Olivier right.
2: Olivier says in 2021, we say TikTok yeah. goal, Grizz. So just there you go. Another one there you can throw around during the week <laughs> um, and see how it gets on. You can test it during yeah. the week and then maybe come back next that,
3: if it's got any legs, yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Check it out if it has any legs and we go from there. Um, but the game's over. It's it's three nil. It's a good win, and um, you know the only kind of the only kind of mark against the Keith is is the goal we concede. And you know people people were originally having a go of Phillips because they, t- they think he's missed the header, but Robertson's just stretching and gets gets a touch yeah. and, and the defender um, Dawson finishes it to make it three one. And that's the only kind of not black mark on the game, it's 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 not a clean sheet, but it's the only downer on, on, on a really, really, really solid performance, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that that's it. You know, you it would have been... I, I feel Nat Phillips and Hendo deserve the clean sheet for their performance today. And that goal, it was a scaldy one because, yeah, Phillips is getting unfair criticism for not dealing with that, but it's it's clear as day that Robbo gets the touch and it just takes it away from him and just lands on the... On the toe of, of Craig Dawson, can't miss really. You know what I mean? You just let it hit you and it's going to go in. But yeah, we were excellent. You know, it it was Liverpool back to its best. And, and the way the, the narrative around this game was, this was a banana skin. This was, this was a tough game. West Ham done nothing and they didn't deserve that goal. In my opinion, they didn't deserve a consolation goal in the 80 odd minute. You know, it, it was, it was a, we were robbed of a clean sheet, in my opinion. Like I said, I think Henderson, we're going to talk about players that, that performed right. But, lads, that centre half pairing today didn't put a foot wrong against the team that was supposedly uh, our kryptonite and our Achilles heel of, you know, high balls. Carlton Cole said it again, another nugget at the start. I'd be bullying them and I'd be doing this and that. He wouldn't have got near them, you know, <laughs> like it kill Antonio gets, gets touted as this battering around forward and, and he done nothing Now Phillips had him under control for the whole game i just yeah I'm, I'm gutted we conceded that goal because I do genuinely feel that the lads for the shift that they've put in deserve deserve the clean sheet
2: yeah and you know what was big just, just touching on Phillips um, before we do man of the matches and stuff but in the first half I think Antonio faces him up and you're thinking oh here we go and he tries to go by him and, and Phillips stays with him and, and and gets the ball away. And you're like, that's that's huge for the for the fan watching, but it's huge for him knowing, well, yeah, he's had a go and I've kept up with him because he can defend this fella. He can defend. Yeah. But what you're worrying about is he's he, he's inexperienced, he's not that young, he's 23 now, is he? Yeah. Um but he's inexperienced. His last experience of football was this German second division. And you know, get in these games, will it work possibly. But you're always a bit wary because of the style of play we have and what we want to do ourselves and what's behind us. When you had Gomez, Van Dijk or Matip or whatever, you were confident that even if we pushed on and people got away from us, them boys at the back of the sort, you're still waiting to see that from Phillips. Now, it may happen, but I wouldn't wouldn't throw him. I think it's throwing him under a bus, asking him or Williams to do anything near the sixteen or seventeen games, even shared in that over the rest of the season. And that's why we get on to um centre halves um in a in a little minute. But Jamie, um let's do man of the matches I think it's another hard one to pick, but I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, it, it it's a nice problem to have when, when there's a load of players going through your mind. I mean you, you you could cherry pick a lot. Um for me it's between Mo Salah and Jordan Henderson. Uh, closely followed by Phillips would kind of be the ones that are in my mind. I think, I think you have to give it to Salah because of the the sheer moments of brilliance. I think, uh, you know, you, you've found Liverpool playing against similar types of sides over the last few weeks, and, and we've struggled. I cannot tell you how important the first goal in those games are. Um, You know, it just, the weight of the world then just drops off your shoulders and you see teams then become very expressive. When you're still trying to find that gap, you you start thinking from 60 minutes, Jesus, is it going to be one of those days? Is it going to be one of those days? I mean, Mo Salah has has, has produced two absolute worldies today. um, And for that, you know, he, he pips the other two. Okay. Bruce, I'll let you go next. It's
3: very difficult to, again, what Jamie said, very difficult. to When you get a performance like that, to pick a man of the match almost, it's it's really sad. You can't, you can't. It feels so sad for the others. Um, Mo Salah was out of this world, so he gets it. But honourable mentions, like you said, there was one clearance from Phillips when (coughs) in the first half they get a free kick. The header. And and naturally, because we haven't got any centre-halves that have played or defended in those situations as a centre-back should, they all none of them go back except the one center back who's played the majority of his career which is phillips and the magnificent headers is falling sort of um falling away there and just gets it away um he hasn't put a foot wrong since he stepped stepped in and, you know, whatever happens in the next 24 hours or 48 hours in terms of incomings, he, he he needs to sort of be absolutely proud of what he's done every time he's called upon. And I hope he gets a, a new contract and everything with Liverpool, you know. Do, do you know what he will get,
1: Chris? Even if he doesn't get a new contract, he'll get a move, move. He'll new get a new really move. good move and well-deserved well as well. Well-deserved. He hasn't actually put a foot wrong. He hasn't, no. Jamie. He, hasn't, he, hasn't, he put hasn't put a foot wrong. In any of the games, he's been asked of him. So, fair play.
3: A slight criticism then on Klopp that why did he pick Williams ahead of him? I I think it's a distribution
1: thing. I I think the only thing that I look at, it has to, like, playing centre-back for Liverpool, playing a lot of the positions for Liverpool is is difficult the way that we are offensively. Centre-back, you look at how split they are you're basically isolated as a two. You're not just expected to de- defend comfortably in one-on-one, one-on-one situations. You're expected to be able to play. You're asking Phillips to step out with the ball and play. I, I think Williams is decent on the ball. I think what Klopp realised is what he what he misses with Phillips not being there, it's not worth what he gains with yeah. Williams being but there. But I,
3: I also think it's significant since Thiago's comeback then he's gone for um Phillips because he doesn't need to rely on his yeah, sort of ball playing ability because Tiago and Gini are absolute probably the best in the league at sort of getting that ball and, and, and manipulating it. They don't need the center back to do it. Yeah. Um, and now so what I think that may be a significant thing.
0: Red Steve put a great comment in there. Um not even went on mad matthew runs. I thought he was excellent today, carrying the ball out of the fence. I don't definitely. see an yeah. issue with his distribution, to be honest. Uh, uh, he's had games when he's given it away, a bit sloppy, yeah, fair enough. But he can carry the ball. Uh, and it's not looking to dig out Rhys Williams' here on arm. Rhys Williams is only 19 years old, Matt Phillips is 23. And th- there is a huge difference between a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. Yeah, And he's just physically more able to, to play. He's much better suited as Jamie said, he hasn't made a mistake. Like he hasn't done anything wrong in any game he's played. Every, in fact, every game he's played, he's been in the running as being a man of the match contender. He's do you know, limited. He do, you know limited. Big,
1: do you know the big thing? And Gav touched on it before. There was a couple of things I have seen from him today, right? And I always think with footballers, you want to see them learning on the job. And you've seen a yeah. couple of times with Phillips now, like there was the one where he got exposed, and it, well, he got left in a one-on-one-on-one uh, situation. He was so composed, he didn't dive in, he didn't rush, and uh, he basically just held him up and we eventually uh, we won the ball back. Then I seen him today. I think he stepped out with the ball a couple of times. He drove forward. He used the ball well. One, so you can see with every game, he's becoming acclimatised to this type of level and the expectations of him as a centre-back. But at the same time, he also, and I think this is his biggest strength, he knows his strengths and weaknesses. So he doesn't try Absolutely. to be something that he's not. So if you think think back to somebody who, who was devi- divisive for our fan base, Bejan Lovren. Bajan Lovren, used to think he was a different centre back to what he was. Mm-hmm. So we'd always have to go and try and win the ball and be this dominant centre back. That wasn't his game. He didn't he didn't need to do that. Whereas Phillips like is is if the ball's there, I'll go win it. I'll win it back and then I'll give it to the players to play. And if 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 we keep a clean sheet or my man doesn't get away from me, I've done my job and that's it. it's brilliant. Brilliant.
2: Mm. Um Rames Khalil says we need to keep Molads. What do you think? Well Ramez <clears throat> I don't think we should I don't like talking about Mo Salah's future. I really don't. Um you know just talk that he wants a new contract and he he's still contracted for another two seasons I think um after this three. one. Is it 3? 2024? 2020, yeah 2023, 2023 I beg your pardon. So it's two seasons after this one. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, and I, I don't really like talking about his future. You know, I think that that contract situation will probably get settled in the summer or at the latest, um, this time next year. That's usually how it works when you get down to around eighteen months. But um we just have to wait and see what happens with Mo Salah because we're seeing a situation with Gino and Aldam at the moment where he's looking for supposedly a lot of money. Um or he's looking for a new a new challenge in his life. We don't know. So we have to cut you have to kind of wait and see with these teams. But like if you want, don't want Mo Salah in your Liverpool side I, I I don't know. I don't know what to say to you. You know, someone said there earlier: he's the first man to score twenty goals in four seasons in a row since Ian Ooh, Rush. Sh- Rush. You know, yeah, yeah. think about
3: that. Think about that for a second, guys. Yeah, well, this Ian, guy's Ian Rush. A, yeah, Ian he Rush, predominantly Rush plays on the right wing. I,
2: I would. Sh- I don't know. I don't know when Ian Rush last scored twenty goals in the season for Liverpool, but I would. I would hazard a guess.
1: It was the a guess. 80s. A, the 80s. I. I probably. Probably. Yeah. And and if you think of. Think of the players that have followed in that time, the quality mm. of players that have followed. And Mo mm. is, is, is standing out front to the queue. Some, somebody else
2: said there, You, I think it was Jamie, you said a stat about Ryan Giggs, and he's. How many goals behind him? 19. 19. Yeah, he's goals. played 470 less league, league games than <laughs> Ryan Giggs. Wow. 470 games less than Ryan Giggs. So, going on averages, if he's 19 behind, he could probably do it by the end of this season. And. In 450 games less than Ryan Giggs, he will be the top scoring, um, wide yeah. player in Premier League history, which is fucking phenomenal. And when you see some of the players that have been in there, um, and mentioned, and he's, he's talked down about when you talk about the likes of Hazard and, and different people. Oh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> 1992, Rajiv thinks, um, it might have been, I thought it might have been,
0: I thought it was like 82, 83, No, I thought, I
2: thought. Yeah, I thought, it would, I thought it would be a bit later than that, but I didn't I didn't know it would have been into the 90s like that, but fair enough. 92, 93,
0: Rajiv now thinks. Um, maybe so, but Rush was just outstanding. Like, yeah, but he didn't do it four years in a row in 92, 93. Do you know what I mean? If Rush done four years in a row, that was in the 80s, I'm mm-hmm. imagining. There's no way Rush done that in, in the latter part of his career. No, do you know what I mean? Like, four in a row would have been before he went to Juventus. Well, I could be yeah. wrong on that, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I, I, I do think you're right. Um,
2: so Jamie's gone with Mo Salah, Grizz. Who have you gone with? I, I, I
3: don't even I didn't think I chose one, did I?
0: Fucking did uh, you? Did I ask you the question? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think, yeah. Grizz was answering there, yeah. Did yeah,
3: yeah. I'll, I'll just go with Mo Salah as well. I can't disagree <laughs> with that. You can't, yeah, I, yeah. amazing,
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've asked you for the man of the match, and ten minutes
2: later, we're talking about Ian Rush, and Grizz hasn't told us who it is. Unbelievable! Um, that's that's what you pay the
0: big money for. That's um, not to that just pay anything. But uh, Keith, did you give a man of the match? No, oh, no. Look, uh, Mo Salah was excellent today. Honourable mention to Nat Phillips and Hendo at the back, but Salah was just, which um, was just amazing. And just on Ramez's point about we need to keep Mo. The, the problem, you know, if I, I think Mo turns into a centre forward, but if. The talk of selling Mo, I think it's a lot of fans just think to rebuild, you're going to have to sell, but a sell to boy team, whether people like to admit that or not. So if we want to bring in an Mbappe or a Haaland or that, they're not going to come in and be parked behind Mo Salah. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to have to sell to to rebuild the team. And I think that's why, I don't think anybody realistically wants to sell Mo Salah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Does anyone in here think it's gonna benefit Liverpool to sell Mo Salah? The only, way
2: it benefit, the only way it benefits Liverpool to sell Mo Salah is if they feel at twenty-eight, twenty-nine years of age he's hit his peak he's on and the that's down it. And, he's and, the, down. and and the offer is the offer is just way too good to turn down. But there's loads you have to look at. Is he on the down, right? Is he are you getting phenomenal money for him? And can you spend that money on somebody to replace him? Because, yeah. you know, there's does talk of Liverpool building this second side? I don't think Klopp is, it's 2021 now. You know, if Klopp stays with most of these players, you're now looking at 22, 23 season when he may start to rebuild. He's going in 2024. So he, he's he's not, he doesn't have the time like he had in. In in previous years, to take these players like a Wynaldum or whoever it might be, or a Salah, and say oh, I just turned this fella into an absolute monster, he won't have the time unless he absolutely goes for it this season. So there's there's loads of there's loads of reasons or loads of factors in in what happens with Mo Salah. You know what I mean? And I think the, I think the biggest one will probably be down to Mo Salah. Does he want something yeah. different? Because exactly. like, let's be honest That's about it. it. You've paid 34 million for Mo Salah. You've absolutely made your money back on him. What's in, in today's game? It's all about sell on value and what can you get from him and how can we replace him but it might come down to the stage where Salah will say listen I'll, let, I'll sign another three year deal and I'll stay till I'm 31 32 and then I'll go off and I'll play I'll, I don't know go back to Egypt and play or go back to Italy and play or wherever he might want to do and Liverpool might have to take a minimal amount of money at that time but they've absolutely earned that money on Mo Salah you know what I mean it's not all about I, the, the, the money you, you get at the end of it
1: I think that we're probably a victim of circumstance in a way I, I honestly think at the start of this season, I felt like the natural trajectory of this team. I thought you may see one or two of the stars naturally leave, and that's not because they didn't think that they were, you know, we weren't going to win trophies. I just think naturally players sometimes fancy a new challenge. A lot of the players had won everything with Liverpool, and I, I did feel one of the front three at the end of this season would would move on. I think if you look at, let's think of the, the best managers in the world that have built consistent teams, dynasties, Ferguson, the likes, he would always freshen the team up with one or two massive stars coming in to, to shoot a rocket up the arse of the remaining squad members. I, fe- I feel if we weren't in a COVID world, I think Mo potentially might have moved to the likes of uh, Madrid or Barcelona if they'd have had the money. I I think the tone of Salah now has changed. I think a lot of what he's saying is he wants to stay at Liverpool, which is I think is great news for Liverpool. I think it's a I think it's a mix of things though. I think all things being equal you may have seen maybe uh, himself move on
2: Discover the new three-step Pro Partial range specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial. Available at Walmart.
1: At the end of the year, there's a lot of talk about Mbappe coming in. I think you're dead dead right, Keith. I think it's we're a buy-to-sell model. I think... There is rumours of Mbappe coming in, and it would mean that one of the front three go. If you were to to be a betting man now, you'd probably say of the three, it would be Salah that would go. Um, but just, I just think COVID has thrown that much of a spanner in the works. I don't think teams are going to be shelling out huge huge sums of money um, until we're getting fans back into the stadium for a sustained period of time. So I, I, I think Mo talks very glowingly about the club, and, and I can see him staying for a while now.
2: Mm. Pierre on B says Salah has a good few more golden boots left in him with Liverpool. I think Salah is just looking for a few extra pounds. It may be the case. And this always starts with every player, you know, regardless of who it is. Like this happens with Steven Gerrard This happened with Mike alone. It happened with, if you go back, if you go back yeah, years Suarez. and years ago, Suarez, Fowler, and um, they all, they all, you know, want more money at some stage. That's how it works. If you're really, really good at your job, you get paid more, especially in the world of football. So it, it I think Salah, you know, He gets looked upon a bit harshly for me because, and that's, that's a media driven thing because look, if he, if he gets a penalty, it's, it's on sky all week as to how it wasn't, you know, and the comparison to other strikers in the league, um, that I won't name is, is ridiculous when it comes to decisions that are made about him. And he's targeted. That's, there's no doubt about that. Nobody can convince me otherwise. So when it comes down to a simple thing like a contract negotiation, um, Yeah, he's in talks about a new contract. That should be good news, but it's not. It's always made out to be something negative because it's Mo Salah. And I don't know, I don't know where this has come from. Um, I, I really don't because he's still having his Chelsea days thrown on by certain people, which is absolutely off the wall. Um, as to why that's happened. Um, (laughs) Tahir asks, how many watches are you wearing? He's wearing two because he has two, he owns two and he's wearing two. Um, let me see. Um, there is a lot of talk about centre-back so I'm going to get into it now I want to give a shout to Jair and Shaqiri please if that's okay yep. I thought he was very good on the ball yes. I thought he worked extremely hard um, he was intelligent in everything he'd done today that assist was was brilliant for the goal as well so I'd like to give a mention to him um, before we get on to before we get on to um, the centre-half stuff and um uh, I'm I've seeing I've seen a uh, comment there from Avon. I'm not putting that on the screen, Avon. No, we're not getting back into clean film and Veranda mm. Cheese's um, stories. It's not <laughs> happening, all right? Um, but before we get on to centre-back stuff and people grill grills for the next 15 minutes or so, uh, tayrock.com. So this is the sponsor of this show. They're going to be sponsoring the show twice a month, starting from, well, it was this month, but starting officially from from February right through to the end of the season. So what Tayrock do is they do watches and timepieces. That's what I should say, isn't it, Keith? timepieces yeah, timepieces yeah. time jewellery and gifts for men and women tayrock.com and you go there you have a look they have a ridiculous range um, for all styles uh, they're really really good now us being absolute spas Go, go told by Tayrock pick one lads and I literally <laughs> showed my wife because I'm not, I'm not a big watch wearer I, I would wear one on a special occasion, I suppose. I don't, the only time I put a watch on my hand is um, when I play golf because my watch is me distance finder. So I don't usually wear a watch, but I said to my wife, she went, yeah, you do need a watch. Can I pick one? I says, yeah, she picked this. Turns out we all picked the same one, right? So, <laughs> um, so we either all have great taste or I don't know what's going on, but they are beautiful. Um, they arrived during the week. They, they're, they're, they're boxed beautifully. I don't know if people can see this. I can try to put this up for you. So they're boxed beautifully. You can see the, and there, yeah, they're really nice. They're a beautiful watch, I have to yeah. say. And um, we all received one during the week. We're all extremely happy with it. Um the mm-hmm. prices are really good. Your, there, fi- Keith has it on his wrist. Grizz has it on one of his wrists. He's gonna try to figure out which one mm-hmm. now. Um Jamie has, no Jamie has one as well. Jamie has a different style to us. Um, but it was um I've
3: got was, time for everyone. I've got yeah, time. Yeah, he's everyone. got time for everyone.
2: But um, no. United fans. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, um, no, they are, they're, they're absolutely beautiful. They're well, they they come in a love, the, the box is lovely. This one comes with actually an, an extra strap so you can wear leather or kind of a mesh strap. And listen, the people at Tayrock.com, thanks a million for sending them out to us, first of all. But the, I, I went back to them and I said, look, er, Viewers are brilliant. They, they get involved with our sponsors. They really, they do, they give their opinion and stuff. Can you do anything? And he said, look, straight away, day trippers 15, when they'll get checkout and they will get 15% off their orders. I know they're having a sale at the moment. So you get the sale price and you get 15% off on top of that. So if you want to go to com, absolutely do so. Um, really good deals, really nice. And I know now if I'm going somewhere important, I can put this watch on and, and it looks absolutely, it looks. It looks great. I'm I actually had her on today in the house now. I might keep it on, you never know. <laughs> um but no me. I'm, oh
1: and Guillaume Balagay as well, we realized Guillaume Balagay.
2: Guillaume Balagay, <laughs> where's Tay There you go, it's yeah. all happening. It's Wrong all happening. It. Um so there you go. That's your Tay stuff. The link now. Get a good price, now, Chris. The link yeah. the link is in the link is in the description. And um look it's You go there, you get your 15% off and we are closing in on 8,000 subscribers. So what I'm going to do is, um, our 10,000 is our next, our next. Target. My so God. when 10,000 comes around, if, when we hit 10,000, I tell you what, I'll go and I'll get a Tayrock watch, um, for the winner of their choice and they can have that along with a few other bits. All right. Um, so hit the subscribe button, get us to 10k and we'll start giving stuff away because we would do away, Um, usually it's great singing songs. We might get to sing a song as well when we hit 10k, but <laughs> when we do hit 10k, we will do a giveaway and we will include, um, a Tayrock watch of your choice in that, um, sorted out by ourselves. Um, now, centre backs. So it got a bit heated last week. Me and Grizz had a virtual hug afterwards and everything was okay. Mm-hmm. But Grizz, I'm gonna start with you. Ben Davis, not the Ben Davis of, of Spurs of Preston North End, is linked or in discussions with a move to Liverpool for two million pounds. Um one what what do you what do you make of this? And two does a point towards a second centre half being looked at because surely, and no disrespect to Ben Davis, but surely that is not Liverpool's solution to this problem?
3: Um, I think I think we can't say that, Gav, that it's not the solution because I wouldn't look at the price. I wouldn't look at where he's coming from. Um, I just look at we need a centre back, and if and if they've decided that he's one of or if he's a centre back that's needed to help us in this fucking mad, crazy period. Um, yeah, then so be it. I just want to say that um, he's had the first part of his medical yesterday. Um, it's just to be completed tomorrow, the second part of the medical. He will be announced. That's a done deal. Um, absolutely no idea about him what kind of player he is before today until a few hours ago. But from all reports and all scouting reports and what people have told me sort of via DM, I've tried to get in touch with as many person, uh, per- Preston fans and they speak so highly of him. Um, they speak of him in the same mould as, um, dare I say it, lads, dare I say it, a Daniel Lager type defender. A Daniel Lager type defender. Elegant, tall. Even though he's tall, apparently he's not brilliant in the no, air. he's not. He's only 6'1". Yeah, he's not brilliant in the air, but he's very, very good at reading the game. And just like Jamie was touching upon about our centre backs being, having to be comfortable on the ball. He's the, they say he's the best passer in the, in in league, in, in, in in league one, uh, in the championship, sorry. Um, he's absolutely sublime on the ball, especially his passes into, into the sort of midfield, breaking lines with those passes. Um, Keith, do you remember we were discussing sort of the kind of players we're scouting at centre-back? And they all seem to be
0: left-footed, tall
3: and brilliant on the ball. Yeah, Describe, he
0: fits, fits seems that, to fit the mould on that, doesn't he? You know, but the, the, the thing mold. as well, now look, I'll put my hands up, I don't know Ben Davis, but I, I like that when, when Grizz let me know this. We, we've all been looking him up, I'm sure, and, and sort of reading about him and, and looking at videos. And and the stuff you're hearing back is that, yeah, he's, he's a passer. Daniel Agar is is a great comparison from what I've seen in the clips. Now, I haven't seen this fella, so I'm only basing it on clips. But I suppose he's very quick as well. Which I think is a huge, huge asset. The house. If you have a player, um, they're... they talk about his recovery pace now. Probably yeah. Jamie.
3: Jamie probably can sort of expand on what they mean by <laughs> you were, that. As opposed you were gonna, to you were
0: going like, to say Jamie
2: or Gav there, and then you just stopped, didn't you?
3: <laughs> no, you me. didn't <laughs> enter my mind. To <laughs> be honest you, I'm going to be honest, because uh, because because look, there's a difference between there's a difference between being rapid, sort of going forward or chasing sort of someone over it. But, but a recovery pace,
1: I think that's slightly different. Right, Jamie? Got Joe Gomez is the perfect example. So, you know, when you talk about our fullbacks and at the moment, the last few games, they've been deeper. They've not felt that they can bomb on and leave us 1v1 at the back. Because if they try something crazy or they get caught in possession and there's a big space in behind, they know that Gomez or Van Dijk, 1v1, Even if the striker gets a head start, their ability to sprint over 10, 15 yards will clear up a lot of mess before it even becomes a problem. So they they have that security. This is why Liverpool, that the fullbacks haven't felt that they can really aggressively bomb on. So you've seen it today. I think Robbo was probably more defensive than Trent. So you'll rather than having two going, you'll have one going and one staying. If you have two centre-backs that can beat anybody, one, one V one, like Joe Gomez is an absolute thoroughbred him and Van Dyke. I mean, you, how do you get past them? They're strong in the air. They're, they're quicker than you. So if like the two things I'd look for, for any centre-back coming into our side is one pace, you need pace and to be able to play. And I've I, I seen some, a graphic that went out today as completed passes, his is ability to basically ping it like Van Dyke, over the press into maybe whether it's Mane Salah's feet or into the space, like that will be worth its weight in gold. And plus, let's be honest, you've got Klopp's coaching. You've got a team of I- I- exceptional coaches to try and uh, develop and, and bring him on. So fingers crossed it's a, a Mickey Edwards, Edwards special. Ba-
2: Bayscott Adams says fee of 2 million agreed Ben Davis availability affordability age ability in possession recovery pace and added function as a left back Markham has a good quick fix to Liverpool's centre back crisis Keith yeah. nothing, I, I've I've nothing against Ben I've never seen him play so I can't give yeah. you a breakdown of him I haven't looked him up on YouTube I'm not going to pretend I know him um, but all I do know is that we're signing a centre back from Preston for 2 million quid because we've no centre halves left Um. Does he play?
0: Does he get games? Um, yeah, I think he will get games, certainly at the moment. Um key thing on this is he's a homegrown player as well. You know what mm. I mean? We couldn't bring we can't bring in a, a non homegrown player unless we get one out. And if we you know, if we're having trouble getting one out, well then this makes sense. Bring him in. It's two million. If it doesn't work out, he will be solved in the summer. Probably for more than two million. The fact he's two millions because he only has six months left in his deal. Celtic are going to blame matter about this because they thought he had him on a pre contract.
2: Yeah, David They'd Walsh says there, Celtic are pissed. He was due to sign a yeah. pre contract with them.
0: Keith, do you know what I get? Do, do, you, know, do you know what? Do, the way I look at it, Keith, and this is what keeps
3: me going and sort of, um, I think it makes sense in every way. We're paying a two million fee to release either Fabinho or Hendo into midfield. Yeah,
2: that's really yeah. true, right? For the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah. And that's no, but where are, we, the where, are, where, are, where are we? Because, like, are you, you're, you're saying one of them released into midfield? One is that what you're them. saying? Yes. One yes. of them, yes. yeah. Okay, Absolutely. so you're going, yeah. so do you think if this guy comes in and this guy comes in alone, um, when you look at Phillips and you look at Williams and you look at Matip, who can't stay fit, are you, t- are you comfortable enough <clears throat> with a centre-half partnership of Fabinho on the right and this guy on the left while we Absolutely. chase Premier League title and possibly yeah. European Cup?
3: In the, in, the it, it, in the circumstances, in the circumstances, in the circumstances, and evaluating everything that we've discussed yeah. over the last couple of weeks in terms of finances, availability, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, absolutely, I do. Added on to that, as I said, we haven't stopped there. So this is the bonus. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah this is the bonus, Gav. So this is like a sort of, um, how would you say, just a just a banker. You know, we've got yeah. that. We've got a body in who's fit, who's playing weekly? who's absolutely ready to step in to uh, a position that he's, you know, he's comfortable with first and foremost. You know, as brilliant as Henderson has been, he's you can tell he's not completely confident there and you can tell he's edging to get him in mid- into midfield. That oh, I, also, don't, I don't know, Chris. you know. But the reason why, but let me finish. The reason why, Jamie, is because... He's and and the reason why it's crucial we release I think Henderson more than Fabinho because Fabinho is sort of been magnificent, is because James Milner can't play all the games, Jamie. That's the that's the key part. If Jamie if Ox was fit, Jamie Milner was a few years younger, then yeah, I see exactly what you're about to say about Henderson. But the fact of the matter is Milner, you know, started getting cramps today, like for example, right in hamstrings. This is key, and to pay a two million fee to release either Henderson or Fabinho, more likely it has to be Henderson. It has to be, has to be Henderson,
2: yeah, to be yeah, Henderson to be, because, now. because yeah, now. if, if Wynaldum's in the six and you leave him there, I just want to see Jordan Henderson on the right side of the midfield three, please. Yeah, just yeah. any That's stage, please, him. with Thiago, Henderson, Wynaldum behind him, and Robertson and, and Trent either side, and Salah and Mane and Firmino. And I'm I'm good. To be fair, you've been happy.
1: consistent with that. That is you <coughs> said that all along. Like he That's all I want. It's all that's good down the right yeah. hand side,
2: basically. Yeah. yeah, and he's make he's make he's he's having a he's having a big influence on the side while he plays centre back, and there will be people that will knock him for what he's doing as centre back somehow, like they'll find a way. But genuinely he was brilliant at sports, he was brilliant today, and he and him and Milner, I keep saying it, they make standards and they make them. People keep them. They don't let them lie. They don't let them settle. That like Henderson's balling at Thiago. He's balling at this player. You know Milner's doing the same. He's having an absolute go at people yeah, and over silly things that you might think are silly. Like you know, probably didn't get to him quick enough. I want you there quicker. Simple as that. Because if you if you slow down, the next fella slows down. Next of all, we're in trouble. And I, but I really just want. I just want to see. I just want to see Wijnaldum in the six. Now, it'll probably happen where Henderson will go into the six, and Thiago will stay forward or forward with Wijnaldum, but I'd love to see Wijnaldum stay in the six. But uh, i I'm still a bit thrown on this because, you know, at the end of the day, you're still going to end up with a midfielder and a championship-level centre-back at centre-half of Liverpool with 17 games to go in the league. But well, this is the catch.
3: But well, this is the catch. This is the catch. So this is the banker. Now, if we can, and for the first time since, I don't know, probably the Andy Carroll scenario, mm-hmm. where last day we had an exciting day, this is the catch. The catch is we haven't stopped yet. So, Gav, I think it's f- unfair of you to, to be so despondent so early. I'd say relax, and I'd say let I'm not them despondent them
2: I'm not you despondent. You sound slightly despondent. No, I'm not despondent. despondent. Still- what I am is I'm... I'm a little bit bemused at how, you know, I've nothing against this player that's coming in. He's probably better than than Williams and uh, Phillips. Phillips, That's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. But but for me, if you're bringing this fella in, you're saying to Phillips and Williams, look, your run is over. We have this fella. We have Fabinho. We have Henderson. But we're also bringing this guy in. And don't get me wrong. If, if we sign a, a centre-back tomorrow that is of the of the class that can you could be happily go in and say i'm putting him beside this fella um ben davis and i'm getting fabinho and henderson back into midfield i'm absolutely okay with that but i'm As not okay I, and As i'm not I, and listen if it happens it absolutely happens no, 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 but no, no, i'm, but, but you I'm can, not okay but I, i'll let you go now I, but i'm not happy with the thoughts of this center half okay playing with a midfielder at center back and us trying to convince ourselves that it's all okay that I I no tell,
3: tell you the key to that I tell you the key to that
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's the key that we're assuming uh, Joel Matip is dead yeah. he's not dead you see so if you can bring Joel Matip to even play that one game a week scenario then Joel Matip, then you can you can play Joe Matip and you can play Davis, in my opinion, comfortably a tall right footer, a tall left footer, both comfortable on the ball, and then you can release Fabinho and Henderson into midfield and rotate with Ginny because you've got to remember Ginny has played every game, every minute. Fucking hell. We haven't got another option at six, unless you say Hendo, but you Hendo as an eight. Mm-hmm. So Fabinho can be released into midfield. I think it's a n- no-brainer in this for, for this deal. But the tough one will be to get another centre back, as you and I agree, of a higher calibre. I, I can
0: know. jump in. Oh, sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, go, go, mate, no, you go, Keith. Go on. I was just going to say something. Gav touched on there. Would you be happy with this fella going in for the the run in the second half of the season? Paul Merson, and I can't believe I'm saying it, is the only one who's made the point publicly about Liverpool not getting the credit they deserve for being where they are, having. 12 or 13 different centre-half pairings in 20 Premier League games. We've put fucking everyone there and anyone there. Now, we don't know what Ben Davis is, what Ben Davis is like. We can assume that he's going to be, you know, a certain level. He's not going to be top class, but he could be good. He could be very, very serviceable and very functional that it does allow us to to get midfield players back into midfield. You know what I mean? Because we've all said it. Our, our play is stunted by the fact that we don't have centre-backs playing center back that We have, you know, our, our fullbacks are attack. attacking. If you have two natural center backs, I don't think it's a dead nail for Phillips either. I think, yeah, Phillips, absolutely. Phillips I agree is playing his way into contention for a certain, oh, yes. but, this saying, a but this is what I'm saying, like, but this is what I'm saying, like,
2: but this is what I'm saying, Keith, like, like, Grizz is making notes about Matt up there. You have to, we have to stop this. We have to stop going on as if Matip is there every week and sure there we have Matip. We don't. We simply don't. Okay. He turns up for 30% of the Liverpool games. So that has to stop. What I'm saying is if you, have, if you tell me that Phillips and Williams, okay, or Phillips, say Phillips and Matip are your backup, right, because of Matip's injury problems and Phillips has done well. This message is sponsored by Amazon.
0: I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies. Making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs.
1: COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. It's okay
0: to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by
2: the Ad Council. Williams has looked a bit fish out of water at time so we move Williams out of the scenario for a minute but if you tell me that you're going to say look we can manage because Matip will be back for certain games and he, but we're going to officially put him down as backup we're going to have this guy Davis okay beside him as the backup you're going to play Fabinho as a centre back for the rest of the season that's just yeah. how it goes plus you give me a centre back that's a top class centre back I'm absolutely fine with it uh, yeah. uh, The Uh actually the only issue I end up with is how the fuck we get to the fourth of February with all this going on that's the only issue I have and I'm willing to get over that because listen I've backed FSG on certain things I've gone against them but then I forget about it you know it's yeah. you talk in the moment you take it as it is you give it an opinion you might be you might be absolutely stuck to that opinion and you might be you know um, no moving on it. And there's probably, I, I have a little bit of movement on it, but my own, if, if, if Grizz te- texts me tomorrow morning and says, this Coletta car is on, it's happening. And he seems very highly rated. I go, yeah, it shouldn't have got to this, but listen, yeah. Water under the bridge. Let's move on. That's,
1: all that's right. all I'm trying to say. Too many I'm people have hung up as, on
0: it. You know, so I, I, think I think
1: I'm the same as, I'm pretty much the same as Gav, to be fair. If I expected us to bring in two if, if you know the, the, I think that's what this hinges on. I think if you look at Davis, I think he is an improvement to what we have. He offers us something different in that he's naturally left sided and yeah. can ping a ball, and he's yeah. very quick. So that is that is all that that automatically is is a is a step up. I think the big thing now is who else do we go and get yeah. because then all of a sudden he becomes potentially the cover. Um, potentially the cover or the... I I would worry going with two new centre-backs in this system. So I think even if we do bring in two, I think you'll see Henderson or Fabino as the centre-back for the next block of games until the new centre-backs get up to speed with the way that we play. But what it does give us is is genuine options. So the likes of Reese Williams... Look, he's a young kid. He shouldn't have been anywhere near the first team yet. You won't see him near the first team now. Him so, course, yeah. so yeah, we're taking out the firing line. So, I think what it does, I think it's a good bit of business. I think you have the potential there to coach and develop a a, a really good player who seems, from the people that have been close to him, to be very highly regarded. And um, he gives us something we don't have without a huge outlay of money. But it also gives us the the opportunity now to kick on and and, and try and get the 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 centre back that's going to Make the biggest impact and allow us to get our world-beating centre midfielders back into the position where they yeah. can influence.
3: The Preston, the local journalists press around Preston have talked about him as uh, an absolute hidden gem. They they didn't want him. They said if they could choose one player out of their team that they they could keep, it was him. That's how highly regarded they said. They said, but they don't. They don't. They wish him all the best, and they said he will absolutely fit into a football league team like Liverpool. Which is amazing. I mean, this is what this is the kind of sort of. I, I can't see a downside to it, guys. That's my point. Yeah. I, I just I... don't see a
1: downside to it. I, uh, Alan Rogers uh, used to play for Nottingham Forest, Leicester, left back. At, I do a, another podcast with him and he does a lot of coaching and, and scouting, um, with Mickey Adams, who was, uh, ex Leicester boss. And he's watched him quite a lot. And he said he's an excellent footballer. Like he has absolutely no, no concerns that he could step in and do a job. I think. I think we just need to be careful with the expectations. I think that, I think the success of this window hinges on us bringing in another um, and allowing this lad the time to come in and, and try and find his feet. This idea that we can bring him in and make him the the centerpiece of our title run and Champions League run is a, is a hell of an ask for a lad coming from the championship.
2: Yeah, the, but no, that's 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 where that's where <laughs> I am. That's where I am and like as I said if we if we're sitting here at eleven o'clock tomorrow night and we've signed um, Ben Davis and we've signed I don't know this whatever his name is Carr and <clears throat> or, or um Botman or whoever it might be I go yeah absolutely perfect because not only is it really good business I'm not happy it's the fourth of February being done but it's good business but also when you look forward to next season you can you can say right you have Van Dijk you have Gomez you have this. Really, say just say Botman for argument. say you have got Botman and then you never know this guy Davis might push ahead of Matt because he's available you know what I mean it's a big thing in football so I think mm-hmm. I think it just it gets you it just gets you a player in the door that in six months yeah. time when your two main fellas come back you have a fella six but months down is, the line
3: but this your, I think your frustration lies with and, and probably we all agree that why have we waited so long to do yeah, it
1: that's what I'm annoyed that's about, but
3: yeah. that's the frustration that's the annoyance I you know I tweeted earlier in the window beggars can't be choosers and and, and this is it this is we can't I know you want sort of plans brought forward and, and someone sort of you know who we had in mind for, for for summer to bring it forward well it seems by the 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 how do you pronounce his name Keith? because I'm going to call him something completely the kaleta Car
0: or Saleta-Sar? Oh, Kaleta-Sar,
3: yeah.
2: Kaleta-Sar, yeah. I'm calling him Kaleta-Kar. Yeah, I am calling him kaleta Car. yeah i did not ask for his I name. We
3: wanted, like, you know what I mean? We yeah. could, yeah. Look we at Keith. Oh,
2: he could really be well wrong. Oh, I, I thought you had, had a middle name. I thought it was kaleta Car.
0: Is Kaleta his first name? No, Duge is his first name. Duge. Oh, yeah, no, my I'll well. call him Duje. sounds good. Like an Oxlade-Chamberlain. The Croatian Oxlade-Chamberlain.
3: Or Simon. I'll call him Simon. How's that? But the point... But the Saar
0: is,
2: is the correct Shileta way to call Shileta
3: it. Thanks, Flair. Flair, nearly mashed up your name as well. But, <laughs> Shileta, but, 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 but with, with, with regards to Shaletta Saar, it, it, it shows that we are trying to bring, because he was one of five, six centre-backs that I knew we had interest in a couple of months back. So what it shows is that we are trying to bring a summer target forward. But that drives us mad. Even more like, why didn't we try this at the start of the window as opposed to the end of the window? And my only conclusion is it's financial. We're trying to squeeze them, we're trying to bully. Remember, I told you guys we're bullies in the market, we are actually trying to bully clubs and players into the market. And now the story goes that Shaletta Saar is ready and waiting. Today was waiting to fly into Liverpool and, and 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 go for the medical, and then suddenly Marseille pulled the plug on it for now because they can't get a replacement. I mean, this Chris, is my, why couldn't we done that before? Well, Adam Appliance Adam
2: to- we, Adam house has kicked it all off. Because um, we have we've twenty 23 hours now and 27 minutes left in the window, right? And he he's says, it, private jet from Lille to Blackpool. This has got to be the crack tomorrow. Private <laughs> jets, right? Tracking them. Uh, Mercedes Vito is getting followed around Liverpool. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I love when Liverpool are involved, regardless of how big or small the transfer is, because um, it just absolutely flies. Go on, go on, Jamie.
1: I was going to say, Grace, I think the thing that annoys me, right? And I'll ask you, because you, you're your man with the ear the to the ground, right? If Joe Matip hadn't got injured against Tottenham, hmm. do you think we would have done this? Because I'll be honest, I don't think we would, and that pisses me off.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. This,
1: this this shouldn't have this. This was a problem before Matip got injured against Spurs, but it seems like now when he came back in and he he obviously got injured again, the club have gone. Oh shit! We'll have to do something now. It should never have got to this. It should have been done on January the first, no. 100% agree. I can't argue. And, but the only thing is,
3: I think we still would have done the Ben Davis deal. Okay. We would have still done the Ben Davis because that's uh, an absolute given. It doesn't affect the the, the non-foreigner rule. It doesn't affect, um, so sort of the homegrown rule, it doesn't affect sort of our finances too much, um, wage structure, anything like that. The frustration, as you guys are saying, it's that we're trying to bring a target, a summer target early. Like we, mm-hmm. we tried, we tried Botman. I mean, I know, Couple of journalists have said no, but you know, I'm telling you, innit? We tried for Botman, right? Again, structural finance problem. We offer them less than they what they want. We we go for for Saar, and they've agreed to our deal uh, or offer, but it's a problem with this because we've gone in so late, Jamie, and that's mm. it. That is baffling. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to sort of justify it like you, you tried to justify you try to make what we, what we try to do on this show, I, you know, and we've done it every transfer window. We tried to give a rational argument to, to both sides. Why it could be, I mean, Keith may have a defense for FSG because he's a cloud man. I'm yeah. not, I can't this time over to you, Keith, if you have.
0: Yeah. It's it's not a defense I have for FSG. I am. Very yeah, it is.
3: Yes, it is. Go on. Keith. It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's not. Here
0: we go. I reckon, put the I reckon right. that. Uh, Liverpool wanted to bring a transfer target forward. I would bet my life that it's one of the Leipzig centre-halves. I would bet me bollocks that Liverpool's main transfer centre-half target is one of the Leipzig centre-halves. We have zero chance of getting them in this window. Not that they're not for sale, but I think Leipzig would, if they got the money for Upamicano, they'd sell them not to us because we're playing them in the Champions League and also people forget the reason up at was a top target for us in the summer is because the buyout clause drops to 30 to 35 million euro I think or 35 million pound in the summer that's not in effect now so to get him now you'd have to pay top whack for us to get him now we'd have to pay top whack on top of the top whack so that was never an option for me I think it's I think it's um, it's simply a case of... I agree with what Jamie said, and I understand the frustration. If Matip didn't go down, we wouldn't be bringing anyone in. We'd have gone with what we had. Maybe, as Chris says, Ben Davis might have been done if they could have got it done for £2 million. Why not? But I don't think we would have brought in... I think the Matip ones have to swing in it. Yeah, and the, the fact it, that Matip is too unreliable now and it's a bad injury to Matip means they're having to be looking at it. But, yeah, but, right not, but,
2: not a thing? but for me... But for me, the timing of all this throws, and and the amount of money on Ben Davis throws that argument out the window because Ben Davis is either at to being looked at since Wednesday and found, or he's been known about, and no Not situation about. has changed here at Liverpool bar Matip. So we we needed a centre half before Matip. After the Matip you need too so the whole Ben Davis thing on the twenty fourth of January or the fourth of February makes no sense to me that they would have done anything I don't think they would have done a tap if if Matip I think they might have got a centre half like a Ben Davis at a push you know because yeah. okay we can do this that'll be grand but I genuinely think that's all you would have ended up with um, with Matip and I think the fact that they're going in it, apparently they're going to go in and do something along the lines of a, of an established you know player at centre-back, I think that marks the end of Joe Matip's Liverpool career for me.
0: I think it's going to be a long deal at best that we'll bring in tomorrow. I think the, the talk of Soyce has died down and you'd be looking at probably Divock going the other way on that one. Or you're not registering Virgil for the second half of the season if he's not going to come back.
3: No, you're registering Virgil. And I think that's significant as well in the fact that we weren't going to do something major. But again, because of Joe Matip's injury, We've had to try to bring a target of the summer forward. As I said, I'm 100% convinced we still do a Ben Dav- Davis-type deal
1: if the um, if situation wasn't sort of as it is. Uh, do, do you know the thing about the, the massive injury as well? Is It's kind of cap, uh, knee cap us a little bit because clubs now know just how desperate we are. If we'd have done this at the start of the window without yeah. you know literally being down not even it's past the bare bones now i think at centre back they'll be putting the dinner ladies in there next yeah. i i think we now go and try and negotiate a club can go no, go fuck yourselves we don't we don't need to we don't need to do this or it's a 10 million premium it's a 15 million premium and we're scrambling and it's the last day and it, it just it could have been avoided look i'm, I'm not one of the i'm not going to throw me toys out the pram here and stamp my feet look at on the whole, FSG have been very good owners for Liverpool. I just think we've put ourselves in a situation that could have been very easily avoided. Should we be three doing this three four weeks ago?
0: Yeah, and uh, they just want to pick up on something that's getting hopped around in the chat about uh, Sepp Van Den has gone. That phrase up, open non home ground. Doesn't Sepp Van not a home uh, non home ground registered player? He's a under twenty one or something like that. Yeah, so no, he, he he's not He's not registered. I don't think he's registered for Premier no, he League. Doesn't, he doesn't go towards the quality. Yeah. Yeah but, get, yeah, but
3: Keith, it. Keith, I, I'm again you're too nice and you're such a gentleman. I love you to bits, but you're you're just you're just too soft. I'd I'd I dash Adrian tomorrow for that. I'd I fuck oh, him oh off tomorrow. Yeah, nice. and I, I just
0: don't I think I don't think Klopp, Klopp has has proved over you. he's very loyal to players. Very loyal. Over too has, loyal. Too loyal to yeah, some players. He has, but I think he, I can't see him being an Adrian.
2: Yeah. Me I, I I, can. I I I think he might. I think he, I think he could if he needed to. I think um, it's
0: a last resort, yeah. Yeah, but
2: it could be something where they they factored whatever they've offered, say, a Marseille in, and going, listen, it's going to cost us, I don't know, does it cost you half a million quid to get rid of Adrian, whatever wages he's on? Maybe yeah. maybe even half that. I don't know what he's on. Um. But they could have factored it in and went, listen, it's going to cost us a quarter of a million for Adrian, so we just knock a quarter of a million off the bid to them, and we'll li- even it up at that. But no, listen, we've ha-
3: just quickly, just quickly, to get the yeah. listeners and viewers sort of give them a sleepless night. The reason why I think something will happen tomorrow is because um, I told you guys there's two medicals that were booked for Monday, and this one is the the, the the Ben Davis is is already done. He's just finishing his medical tomorrow. That's done, and there's the the medical team are on standby for another medical. Now they only get told to be on standby when the club are confident of striking a deal or on the verge of a breakthrough. So I haven't got a, I haven't got a definitive name it seems it's like Seletasar, but don't be surprised if Botman's looked at it again and they've
0: come to our structure of payment just saying reports in France are sort of saying they've heard nothing about Sarr on the French side yeah you know what well, so it interesting to see you the, never the, know the emerald one that getting thrown in we're not paying 45 million for the emerald
2: no I wouldn't have thought so Jonathan says change. Jonathan says only two dislikes on the YouTube. Um, United fans must be exhausted after celebrating that title win two weeks ago. No, it's the same two people since we started. Uh, I know who we they are, so you, um, you don't have to worry about it. We we laugh and um, we laugh and chuckle about it. It's all right, um, lads. It's been a brilliant show. Just to let people know, the forum is on tomorrow night, but the forum will be looking at the final hour of the window between ten and eleven o'clock. If stuff happens Ooh, before that, really? great, yeah, yeah. So um, the lads Come are going to be a few. Uh, the the lads are um what?
3: I might just join in, No, in, you so weren't. I'm you saying. can't. You
2: were asked to do when you said no. Um, the the lads will bring topics to chat around. But listen, if stuff happens pre pre ten o'clock, um of Course, they will discuss it then. If stuff is still hanging in the balance right up till 11, they will stay with you till 11 and beyond to see exactly what happens. Um, and as
1: for, Gav, yeah, can you please let Grizz come on tomorrow? But the only rule is he's got to come in with his yellow tie, Sky Sports News gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <Old> Jim White. <laughs>
2: if if Grizz comes in with the yellow tie on, he's a listen. Grizz has access to this, he can come in whenever he wants. I'm only messing. Um, and he usually does jump in. I think he jumped in to say, um, I think he jumped in to say, Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, listen. Um, loads of us have access to this, so we can actually drop in and out whenever we feel like it. But tomorrow night, I know it is Ray Dicko, it's Andy Young, it's Shane Davron and it's... Who's the fourth person on tomorrow night? Uh, Ray Brady. Ray Brady. Ray Brady, of course, of course. I, just, I, I only had one Ray in the head. Um, okay, So then four... Then four are on tomorrow um, Grizz might drop in I might drop in I will be in the background putting up any deals that are happening up onto the screen but that is happening as for the rest of the week um, there'll be a midweek fix Jamie is going to be hosting the midweek fix this week he's going to be hosting oh, it from now yes. on so every single yeah. Wednesday Jamie will have the midweek fix I think I'm going to do it every week with him I think Grizz is going to do it every week with him. Um, I think Keith might do it every week as well, but Grizz may well, have to drop two. out because of carnage um contract <laughs> negotiations and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's what it's going to look like this week. But we will do something on Tuesday, 100%. Jamie will have the midweek fix on Wednesday. We will definitely do something on Thursday night. We will definitely do something on Friday night and of course take our Saturday off if that's okay. Uh, Jamie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for joining us and we'll see you again on Wednesday. Looking forward to it, mate. Good stuff, good stuff. Grizz see you tomorrow night, yellow toy, you know?
3: Yep. Yep. I'm going to rummage through my, um, clothes and see if I got anything. Shades on.
1: Toothpick. Yeah.
3: Resembles anything Jim White, you know? Big glass of
2: milk. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody, Somebody, somebody did say, somebody did say that. Um, I was saying about when we get to 10K, we're going to try give away some stuff uh, to people. Um, oh, I'm going to do and, an exercise some, Yeah, somebody did remind us that at 10K, Grizz has promised to do a show on a, on an exercise bike. So um, that's, that's quality. <laughs> totally I'm glad to get
1: yourself into these situations. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> re- rephrase
2: that. How does Grizz get himself into this? Because he does it all the time. It's amazing. Um, but listen, Grizz, if you want to drop in tomorrow, you absolutely can. Keith, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we will talk to you during the week as yeah. well.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Listen, that has been the... Fatback four. It's been very, very good. I am now off to, um, watch the rest of Shits Creek. I'm on the last series and it's brilliant. Go and watch it on Netflix. And then tomorrow, I'm most definitely taking pictures of all these prizes we have for this keen campaign. And I'm definitely getting this sorted because do you know what? The, pri- the prize are sitting here and I keep losing them. <laughs> I keep fucking losing stuff. I keep going, where's that fucking gone? And, um, listen, when you have a one year old wandering around, he just picks stuff up and flings it. He doesn't care. So, um, I'm, I'm picturing, getting a picture of all these, getting in a box and getting them across to um, football prizes that are going to help us out and hopefully by the end of this week we will have the full details for you to get involved and it's going to be a brilliant cause with brilliant prizes and we might do like a show one night just dedicated to that Mm -hmm. and where we try to raise some funds but that is it and thanks for joining us thanks for all your support we're getting close to 8k by the way we're only about 40 off now which is um yeah top of the bus right that's it over now
3: so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for 17 dollars and a shark vacuum for $19.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So,
0: yeah, summer, I'm ready for
3: you.
2: Select styles. Ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply.
3: See store or kohls.com for details.